here we are, bottom of the Smash Mountain. I would like to thank my Patreon supporters over at Patreon, patreon.com slash bsmpod for continuing to support me and what I'm doing. Big shouts out to my senior producers. We have Ventus Official and my parents, mom, dad, love you all so much. Thank you for the support. I am here tonight with Anchor, who we had had on once before back in the beginning and went by Axis at the time. Lost the money match at Apex last year, <laughs> but reborn as anchor and unlike unlike penn state axis you know shouts out anchor had to'd the melee bracket over at collision this year and in fact just this past weekend and already has the mental capacity to break it down and to debrief to detox to get into what was fun and not fun about the event and lessons learned and are we doing this again we're gonna try to hit all those things but first and foremost anchor thank you so much for coming back i really appreciate it and it's been a while so it's nice to talk to you again yeah thank you for having me i really appreciate the opportunity you you call it an opportunity again we're uh we're, we're just vibing over here but all the same i do appreciate it when I have somebody big on, it only helps me with getting on a few other people. But mostly what I know this to be true is that most people who say yes, I feel like they just, they just in some way like me in, in, a, in a very small, very, very small way. So I, I consider it a compliment more than, more than you being obligated to be on here. I'm very appreciative of you being on. We need to, I think, set the stage first because... Of course, you've been in the TO game for a while, and we interacted on Twitter briefly about this. There are people who might get their start doing online TOing, but there's a difference between running an online bracket and running an in-person bracket. There, there are well, there's more than one difference. There is a big jump. You don't just go. I have a bunch of online people who also are close enough within a region to then transition into being in person or there's already an in-person event that I'm also helping to TO. And I think I want to pitch in more than just helping to set up and tear down the setups. Mm -hmm. I want to maybe try to find my own venue. Like there's, there, there, there a million things that you can get into anchor. So we'll talk about how you started to get more into the in-person events, because when we last talked, it was on the onset of the vaccines around the corner, going to try to get things back up and running again, you know, and Jay garden, New Jersey garden. Now, if I recall correctly, that was a big event for you, big regional that you were trying to run in the Northern East New Jersey area. And I followed the Twitter and I, I, I feel like it happened and it went well. And then I don't know if you ran another one, but super fun that you like, that was what was ahead of you at the time. That's how long it's been. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's been a while. I think we last talked, um, after the Alston melee bender, which was early 2021, I want to say. So that was an online event. Um, and since then, uh, I, I jumped back into offline TOing. I didn't really, I only had like a couple of locals and a regional uh, pre-pandemic, um, but as you know, the vaccine started to roll out later in 2021. I ran, um, I brought back my local series for the summer called Run It Back. We had uh, ultimate and melee tournaments hit about. I think at our, our our first tournament back, we hit 100 entrants between both games. Mm. Um, we hit our cap, which was really awesome. And then in 2022, mostly doing. Um, other events in like northern New Jersey, um, you know, I, I have a venue there now. Uh, thank you, Fuzzy Pixel, 
um, for giving us the venue. Uh, and we've run a couple of events. Starstruck was a 64-person Melee Regional. I think it was the biggest New Jersey event post-COVID at the time. Um, we did NJ Fight Night, which was like a new uh, recurring event, weekly slash bi-weekly slash monthly. Uh, the, the schedule kind of like dipped uh, here and there. And then uh, we had the uh, NJ Melee Arcadian uh, for 2022, uh, all all at those venues uh, throughout April to November-ish. And then, uh, yeah, it's been collision ever since. So, How does it feel? You've, you've done this long enough now that you had an idea to yourself, maybe eventually I can scale up, but there is going to require, a, not I want to say an in, but there's the collision as far as i can tell has been an existing thing there was collision for ultimate last year so i'm I'm just curious about how that starts to come about where the team comes to you and says we're interested in having you and ryo beat run the bracket how did that first start to take shape um yeah i mean collision like very back in the day um rj who's the the owner of collision um was like a brawl head so it was like a brawl and melee event. Um, and then it just kind of, they stuck to like the newer game over the years. So they were like a Smash 4 and Ultimate and melee kind of got dropped at some point, but um, they still supported locals in New Jersey. Um, Big Tasty, who was, uh, he's retired as a TO now, but for a long time held down a lot of the events uh, as a TO in Jersey. And he worked with Collision to run uh, melee at locals and whatnot. And so... It was actually at Starstruck in April of 2022, you know, maybe a couple of weeks after uh, Collision that year. Um, Big Tasty kind of comes up to me and he just says, oh, like just a heads up. Um, Collision next year is interested in adding Melee back and they have you on your radar um, as someone who would be able to run that bracket. Um, so that was like a big uh, shock to me. Uh, it was really awesome to hear because um, running a major is something I, I've wanted to do for a long time, and having that opportunity would be something I thought would be really cool. And I was also told Nico, uh, Ryobi, um, that they would also work with me in that process, and and Nico is someone I've worked with a lot before um, on, uh, what's it, the, I think it was the Minneapolis um, net play charity event uh that raised money for different uh black lives matter uh charities uh also working with them on nightclub and like function helping like here and there um so being able to work with them on a big major like this was was really awesome there's there's a saying let's get let's just get you involved and you didn't have to necessarily do the the work of so collision we got to add melee in um i i don't want to say that's how it goes sometimes i i think collision and major upset are example of two events that in my mind have origins more running the newer smash games and then they find somebody out there that they believe is capable and willing to give melee the love that it requires because if you say we'll do melee best of three until top three or and or or however in between everyone who 
does decide to attend, it won't be any of the big dogs. And then everyone else who attends is like, oh, this is kind of unfortunate. Don't feel important now. Because that's how melee players are. If you're not giving them something that gives them the impression of, we care that you're here. Uh, A Genesis having nearly a thousand, no, a thousand plus entries, excuse me. Having best of five begin in round two, I thought was already insane. And then hearing for a collision, all best of five, right? So that's yeah. that's that that makes everybody in the melee sphere go, ooh, I want to go. And and of course, <laughs> this is this is this is a great location. Maybe there were some tweets. I think I was reading. I want to say grabs uh, like a, like a, like like a, like write up about going to the tournament. But the right. point is, is that it's very close to New York City. It's very close to Philadelphia. Even people from Baltimore and and other parts of New York from Connecticut, everybody can come together because it's centrally located. It's well done for a central location. Oh, by the way, shouts out to a horse who can drive in chat. I I wanted to give a shout out because I also talked to Dawson recently and a horse who can't horse who can drive horse who can't drive a horse who can drive is a student of Dawson. So that's kind of cool. There's, there's some, there's some, there's some connections here for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. um, Yeah. I, I think that um, going off of what you said with like giving melee the care that, uh, uh, that, that, you know, that players want, Collision up front at the beginning was very much like we want to bring in melee um, TOs so that we do this correctly. And during the whole process of working with RJ and Grayola, uh, who are like the two head collision um, like members, right, and collision staff, um, they were very clear of like you know we're we're able to. Uh, help you guys out however you need to make sure that melee sees this as like a a, a good event because we want to like support the community as much as we can and we we don't want it to be like a a side event at all like our ultimate tournament it should feel like an ultimate tournament with like a melee side event it should feel like a smash tournament that has both melee and ultimate and so a big part of that was um the compendium for example flying out european players um adding giant melee so that there are two side events instead of just mm-hmm. one um which i i love giant melee uh, that was really <laughs> that fun to watch. really well <laughs> yeah um and just like you know all best of five for example making sure that we had we had i think 80 melee setups uh at the tournament um which i'm i'm very happy with i handled all of the uh setups making sure that they got there and a lot of like talking to TOs and whatnot. So um, that was very, uh, that that was a very big part of like my role. Um, But just making sure that Melee was appreciated uh, at Collision, so. And that, like I said, like you said, like we're, like we're saying, that's how you go from Collision being a tournament that I did not know existed until it got announced around December, I want, I want to say, or or it might have been earlier. I think it was a uh, big house, big house. October. A big house. Okay. Yes. You know what? You're right. That is where I remember seeing it for the first time, and I was going, "Oh, a new tournament series. That's cool." And it's going to be really crowded in 2023 because why would anything go wrong at the end of the year and <laughs> the beginning of the new year? Woo! And so I thought, well, I hope, I hope it does well. The fact that it's near New York City and Philadelphia is going to be very helpful, very advantageous. Huh. Which. Mm-hmm. 
that did turn out correctly. The second part, the first part did not. But I, I, what I'm saying is that I feel like, and Deer can speak to this. I mean, even 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 event even an event like Genesis. Mm -hmm. Genesis didn't start out with a thousand entrants for melee bracket or for the ultimate. Well, the ultimate wasn't a thing in 2009. You, you need to you need to build up the rep, if you will. But you got. Mm -hmm. I mean, you were going to have everybody but Plup, as far as I could tell, in in, in, in that mattered in top 10 i'm sorry i'm being mean but you you have you oh, have no. axe you, you, you have mango have... was not mentioned uh-oh wow that was intentional we're, we're all we're all just saying that mango's not entering stuff and even if he did like what's the point seed him eight he'll be mad seed him two he'll be mad seed him 13th he'll be mad he won't make any of those seeds because he's like burnt out or whatever well, i guess we're just waiting until the big house hopefully that gets announce and see if he can play second at that or whatever but i'm i'm i i had to say it mango's not there we were all expecting that but you get you get zane you get jmook you get cody you get hungry box you get you get leffen this is so cool and and i of course you you're giving credit to wheat and melee stats but you know who was doing all the work to get those European players over to collision, right? So I, I know I, I don't want to undercut what the, the value of melee stats. I do love melee stats, I promise. I want to say that <laughs> saying a suggestion or offering to help a little bit, but I am going to go ahead and assume you did just as much of the actual work that it takes to get a human from that continent to this one to get them to the tournament and so on. It was so cool to have people like Ja Raiden and Triff over here to compete at a big event that does have big names where upsets can happen. And even mm -hmm. having nightclub pre-collision, having nightclub post-club post-collision. I saw that Triff was at last night's nightclub yes. anyway. So that's great. That's super cool. We we get to see we get to see we get to see those players that we often are just wishing they would be at these events and it's all on the back of an event that does not have this long genesis esque history it it speaks to the work that you and ryobeat did and others i'm sure all these people who you coordinated with to bring setups i'm gonna go ahead and assume that george aka mpale was at least a part of that or maybe Maybe he only just brought setups to be rented out. Who knows? But I do know that he was doing at least a little bit of that also. So that's a congratulations to you. What would you say when you're when you're looking back on it right now? We'll talk about more of like actually being there in person. But when you're looking back on it now, the work that you did in advance of the tournament, do you feel as if what you hoped to come true going into the event when you look back on it now it, did it meet your expectations or do you feel otherwise that's a really good question because it's it's something that i i really thought about um during during the event and also after the event um and it's still something i'm kind of processing um i really thought it would be like bigger i guess <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, like i thought i thought it'd be like a bigger thing of like wow, this is like a whole major, this is like a three-day event. Like, that's a that's a big deal. And, like, I put all this effort in. And it's it, it's not that, like, any of that effort felt um, wasted, so to speak, or, or it didn't feel fulfilling. It just, um, I don't know. I walked away from it, and I'm like, yeah, that was, like, a big tournament. And um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, 
I think I think what helped a bit was um was Sunday um because like there's a lot going on like Saturday and Friday like Saturday we went from 500 people to to 32 people in all best of five which um is a huge accomplishment uh, and that's something I'm really proud of but it kind of just felt like oh yeah you know you just like run a couple pools you know you have volunteers helping you out and it's the same thing as like a normal tournament but um I think top eight showed kind of the scale especially like grand finals sitting in the crowd and and hearing the um conflicting chants between oh i love that that was awesome that was that was like a a part of like you know damn this is you know this is like a big thing you know like people are invested like people you know from from all over you know like europe and, and all over the states um and beyond like like attended this event and they're all here and we're sharing this moment and, and that's really cool i feel like zane is always set up eternally to be the person who we gotta beat because i don't know i don't know how that happened actually because when you when you talk to zane or when you're i mean on the rare occasions that he's streaming and doing the zwan or don't test me i i I feel like Zane's a really cool person and has a nice little personality going. I love the GG Melee stuff that he's on. And why are we just always eternally rooting against him? And and it's not like as if he's won as many tournaments as a Hungerbox or an Armada, a Mango. But we're all just going... Let's go, Jamook. But I loved the. I love that there was. There seemed to be some real energy for Zane in the in the venue. Would you agree with me? Since you were actually there, but from the stream, yeah. I was going yes, finally. Because I, I, I sometimes I root for Zane just because I feel like Zane needs this one. I feel like I'm the only person <laughs> who's actually interested in seeing Zane win this tournament. Uh, because not because I'm like a Zane super fan, but I always go like, do we? I mean. Look, we are at pound 2022 and people are not rooting for Zane actively versus Hungrybox. Why are all the old kids screaming the loudest? Yeah, that, no, that, that annoyed that me so much. SmashCon too. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that happened at SmashCon too. I was just like, wow, they're like people are cheering louder for HBox than Zane. Um, the disrespect. I, I think that um, why people like kind of root against him is he he's like the number one. He's like the consistent player. I think I heard a stat of like, I don't know how long it's been, but at least the past year, he hasn't placed lower than like fifth, um, which is crazy. Um, and he's like the world number one. And I feel like he's kind of taken the role of like being the super consistent, like Armada S player, right? Cause it was kind of the same as like Armada when I was like, when I first joined the scene, Armada was like the, the guy to beat, right? He's always super consistent and, um, you know, like everyone respects him as a player, but like, damn, if you beat Armada, like that's a big deal. So everyone's written for like the upset. And I, I feel like it's the same with Zane, but the energy was, was definitely there. I think uh, the, the cheers were about even between, uh, between Zane and Jmook. So um, it was really cool to see. And like in my, in my heart, I was conflicted. I'm like, damn, like Jmook's tri-state yeah. and like, you know, like <laughs> she can win another major. And, and back to like, back. Oh, Zane hasn't won. And yeah, I'm like, Zane hasn't won in like a couple months. And like, you know, he's, he's so <laughs> consistent. And, uh, uh, you know, it was, 
it was a great grand finals because I think no matter who won, um, it would it would have been really cool, and and it was, you know, Jamuk won uh, two for two now this year, so. <laughs> It it was super special to witness that from 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 Genesis seeing him win that event, but then watching this from home and I think I was locked into the stream. It's tough on Sundays for me during the during most of the day because it's a big family day for us. But then when the kids are in bed, when Jen, my lovely wife Jen, is in bed, and I go, okay, the melee bracket's still on. Let's pull it up here. Okay, we're loser semis. All right. Okay. And I feel bad about the fact that I have not been able to watch a ton of the of these tournaments leading up to a certain point, right? But I'm doing what I can anyway. By the time JMook 3-0s Cody, I'm I'm pretty much just thinking to myself, wait, slow down. Zane is also really good at this game, and I would be really happy to see him win an event. And I don't I don't know how this is gonna go because JMook just played a bunch of foxes. Was to say that he's not going to be able to adjust right away to a Marth. Oh no, that's just a fast 3-0. Never mind. FD, yeah. no big deal. Okay, I guess Jamu's just going to win this now, but then Zane wins the first two games of the second set, and now I'm going, wow, this is crazy. Brandon making the call of a lifetime on this on this whole uh, U3O me, now 3-0 U, and looked like it was going to actually happen, and so that's when the magic starts, because Jamu finally takes a a game in the second set and everyone's everyone in chat everyone in the venue seems to all be thinking the same thing and saying the same thing that might have just been a really bad thing for zane and which it turned out to be but i think the reason why i've watched this set uh, it's been five times grand final specifically is because of the crowd and i think a lot of nightclub people being there and they always like to get loud anyway you got you got Etos, and he's always going to be loud for JMook. Etos and Yokai Nels in the front row, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah, going back and forth, exactly. And I love that. I think it makes it even more watchable than it already is. It already is because of the amazing melee that you're seeing, but sometimes, sometimes, it's not... It, there doesn't seem to be a ton of energy in the crowd, so you know, uh, I I try to bring the juice a little bit when I'm when I'm there, in person, unless I'm filming, which I don't want my voice to like out loud everybody else's when I'm capturing footage. You know, you, you get it. But other than that, I'm I'm, I'm whooping, I'm cheering, I'm keep trying to get excited because I think when you feel that energy, all of a sudden it becomes an even more amazing viewing experience for people at home. They just kind of feel like they're there. That was like so clear to me that I was not there, but I felt like I was there. there there's just not a lot of tournaments where you're watching and you from home feel like, Oh, I'm there. But when you were watching that, that's, that's me thinking to myself, oh, I feel like I'm there now, which was so, so great. So amazing of the crowd to bring the juice that much. I think it got everybody really energized in chat, not just me. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that, that, you know, a, a tournament um, that I was involved in had that kind of uh impact on on other people because like when i watch other tournaments like the first tournament i watch is uh it was royal flush back in 2017 also in jersey um <laughs> and i didn't i didn't know like much about bailey at the time but like you see mango pop off and the crowd rush him and like you know you just you just feel like you're there you know um and like that's that's that kind of experience that i want to bring with uh with my events to other people so i'm i'm glad i can do that in some way maybe the the second rate 
uh, New York and New Jersey and Tri-State Club can't bring the home or bring home the win in crew battles versus Europe, but New Jersey, New York, Philadelphia, Tri-State, we can bring the juice. I, I I do believe that. I I think having events like Function and Collision and I guess Apex as well. Okay, I will include Apex. I just don't know if there will be another one this year, and that's neither here nor yeah. there, since I think I like Collision and Function more across all fronts anyway. The people who show up tend to bring the juice, so that's really cool. And you get to have that, but also make sure that everything leading up to that point is going well. Talk a little bit about this 532 thing for for Saturday. I think I don't want to make a couple. I don't. I'm just going to make a couple of soul reads. I'm going okay. to tell you that I'm trying to do that. I'm not trying to go off of information that I may or may not know. But the the stream thing. You know, you get a stream queue going to try to fill that. But it felt like there was one stream at the most for Melee on Saturday. And even if that's not true, it also felt like that because the focus was we're going to top 32 and we're not going to go any further because why do that? We we could just push that off to Sunday and deal with the complaints about the schedule then because we're just focusing on getting from 500 to 32 tonight and not like you didn't even broadcast all of the top 32 matches to begin with. So was that a big part of it? The fact that you didn't feel obligated to have a lot of top 32 matches on because, you know, those are good players all going against each other for top eight. Nope. Just make that Sunday and then run only one stream. Is that kind of part of the magic sauce? Um, it's, it's part of it. I think what helped was uh, the quad stream. So there was a quad stream on. Oh, BCS. yeah. Silly. Um, I forgot about the quad stream. Yes, I only got to watch a little bit of that. Please continue. No, no. no. Yeah, I mean, having one mainstream and then like two on the quad um, kind of helps because you're able to put like some of these matches uh, on quad stream. And uh, so, you know, if you have like, we had eight pools running at a time, for example. So... We were we were actually flying through our pools in terms of the uh, things were were wrapped. so when we hit like the winners qualifier match of like the first round of pools maybe forty minutes into it we could tell the players like oh you know like you could wait like thirty minutes and you'll go up on like the quad stream and and we're getting more matches recorded and and whatnot um, so I think that helps because um, a big thing with trying to run all best of five is is having a lot of setups um and so we had 48 tournament setups being used um all weekend basically um at least at least for all of saturday so um you know that definitely helps i also think that um yeah i think the schedule has like a, a um a big impact on that because like you said top 32 being on sunday gives us more to be like um, to put some matches on like the quad stream and not being afraid of like running less, basically running the same amount of like maybe qualifier matches on mainstream, but still being able to get some of the good matches on the quad stream. Plus we have slippy VODs um, for some of the off stream setups. Uh, so still being able to record like a lot of good melee that's happening that weekend. So I'm I feel so silly that I forgot all about the quad stream. That is such a big deal um and as far as i remember it was not commentated over or like had people on the mic or it did it did not it um did not. because it was yeah it was um two ultimate two melee and they just kind of 
uh there was there was no like commentators uh so no i mean it, it also means you also have to wrangle people to do that but who wants to try to do meanwhile in ultimate or meanwhile in melee except i would want to do something like that because the more chaotic energy for a broadcast the better i try to keep a tight ship over here but if it happens on somebody else's stream and i happen to have a mic in front of me i'm just like this is, we're just having a we're having yeah. a good time i i think that having commentary on quad could work even if it's a mix between like both games um i think it was like something that was being considered um i i just think logistically it's it's really difficult um you know especially like having commentators who are knowledgeable in like both games or that you have to have one melee and one ultimate and like you know maybe they're not used to like working with each other right um so you you have all these different variables but i i, I think it could work and i would love honestly an event to to try it out um i think i feel like i saw this somewhere on twitter but you could have like a one highlighted match from the quad and you kind of talk over that one and then you bounce to like another one um so like all, all these different ideas i think with how early in development the quad kind of is um you know being used out of the last couple of months people are going to start changing the format and seeing what works and what doesn't i think uh i think it's really interesting so one of the things that you had kind of you didn't say verbatim but you alluded to the idea that you felt as if everything scaled properly to where you didn't feel super stretched on saturday that you got to the end of saturday you got to sunday and you go was that was that was this a major i mean i feel like it was just kind of a big tournament and that so i want to hear about the decisions that you felt were most crucial to making sure that Saturday felt like, oh, this is big tournament, but still get it done. Because it's not just a matter of having the right people to captain pools or to make those split second decisions that end up working out well when it comes to, oh, okay, there's got these multiple bracket things at once. Although having all doubles on Friday helps with the whole going back and forth thing. Because for me, when I was captaining pools at Genesis, I'm going, I don't know where somebody is. And then I was told, oh, they're in doubles right now. I go, oh, right, right. They could, you could just be in multiple brackets at the same time. Yeah. No, I, I think, um, yeah, I think the scheduling definitely helped. I know people were... Uh, not a fan of the scheduling, which uh, I, I think everyone is aware of at this point. Um, I mean, at least Collision like is aware that um, top players especially did not like the scheduling, and like that's getting fixed for next year. Um, fixed which is how? Obviously, like a good thing. Hmm? Fixed how? How? How did they not like it? Or... No, no, no. Sorry, let me back up. Uh, how do you fix it? Because oh. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I feel like there, there's a couple of like modes, but I still, there, you, it's just, if you're having all doubles on Friday and you're doing no melee singles on Friday, then that kind of means you're, you're kind of, you have to decide, well, how long do you want to play on Saturday? Do you really want to play for 14 hours? Like, what do you, what do you want to, what do you want from me? Kind yeah. of thing. I think so. Uh, there were a couple of suggestions. Um, and I don't have like all of the answers either. Um, I wasn't really involved with like the scheduling for this event, um, because like it kind of scales beyond just yeah, melee. Right, exactly. Um, it's all the events, all the brackets. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, but I think that it really comes down to number of setups and how much time you have the venue. 
um, how many people are entering and like, you know, what, what your cutoff is trying to be, right? Like if we want to hit top 32 on Sunday, if we try to do top eight, then like, you know, uh, go up to top eight on Saturday, then, you know, people have to play for longer. Um, but I think a couple of solutions, um, some people recommended shine uh, pools. What shine does is um, they have round one pools and then right after they have round two. So if you play in like a, a 12 PM pool, you play at noon, uh, your round one goes from like noon to like 2 PM. And then your round two goes from 2 PM to four. And then you're done for the day. Um, there's issues with not issues, but there's like drawbacks. Um, you need more setups. Um, you need very tight scheduling because you have to have a certain number of round one pools done by this point so that they can all play round two in the next wave. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's just a lot of tricky things with like, what if people are entering multiple games, right? You have someone entering melee and ultimate singles uh, and they're projected to go round two, you know, that you have to have them DQ and that's not like a, a good time. Um, mm -mm. So like there, there's a lot of challenges that come with scheduling and, um, like I said, I don't have all the answers, but I think that, you know, um, players didn't like the the long gap between having the round one pool and then the round two. Um, and it, it seems like players didn't like having two blocks for, um, for matches, uh, having like the 11 a.m. top 32 and then having that four hour break and then starting top eight. Um, so. The four hour break thing is the most interesting the most interesting equation because one one game ultimate or melee will have to take that four hour break because no one's gonna split between two streams it's just not gonna work plus they're trying to have the venue on sunday kind of focus on what's happening at the main stage anyway and uh, this isn't the case necessarily for something big like Genesis. If you're like me, you go, oh, we'll just go into the, <laughs> go into the room where the, the, where Genesis finals happens. And that's okay. Look, you, you have one convention center. You, you can't necessarily have all the rooms booked up with, uh, with smash stuff. You, you kind of have to make the space work for what it was and, Call me. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. The room that we're seeing in the background that was the room, right? Was there any other rooms besides that? Yeah, there were multiple other uh, rooms in the venue. Um, so that was ballroom A or the main ballroom, which had like the stage, uh, had seating, and then it had um, four waves of pools for both games. Um, there was a ballroom right next to it, which was ballroom B, and that had another four waves of pools for both games. And then kind of spread out through through the venue, there was like the staff room, VIP room, and then also two friendlies rooms that were open to the public um, where you could just kind of bring your own console or for Melee, we, we provided setups um, that you could just sit down and play at. Um, some people brought um, PM, some people brought HDR, um, and like a whole bunch of other stuff. I mean, people brought like Mario Party, you know, and cool, 64 cool. games, like, Ooh, you know, they, were, they were basically... Yeah, no, they they were just a bunch of like open rooms that you could kind of just like bring a setup into and like and do whatever really. So I think that was really cool. Um, but like, yeah, it was there the um main ballroom that the finals were happening in wasn't the only room, I guess. It's where most people were, but 
some people were playing friendlies in other rooms and whatnot so sure but but on on sunday you just you can't split you have to have somebody if you're going to do that format where you starting your smash in the beginning of the day and it doesn't help that of course it was lead or not lead day sorry the 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 time switch going to daylight daylight savings time that yes. also was probably regrettable who's programming this calendar why'd you have it on this weekend i don't blame collision i blame the calendar that's just that's a bad time for 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 smashers uh, going into yeah. very important sets with an hour less of sleep. I've seen people tweet at midnight before the time switch even happens, and I'm going, it's 1 a.m. for you right now. It's not midnight, yeah. it's 1 a.m. Yeah. No, I think um, I was talking to Polish, because we were telling all the players who qualified for Top 32, like, make sure it's daylight savings, make sure your alarm is, like, set properly, you know? And uh, Polish and I were talking um, while I was having that conversation with them, and they just went, like, Oh yeah, like this is why no one booked a venue this weekend. Everyone knew it was daylight savings, and you got tricked or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, we, we got we got fooled. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it was definitely unfortunate, but um, I am very proud to say that no one in melee top 32 DQ'd uh, on Sunday. Um, at least not for I, I think no one, but at least not for daylight savings reasons. Uh, everyone was awake and ready to go so i'm i'm glad at the very least that um we had no dqs woke up said okay i'm uh yeah i'm not doing this but not for daylight savings reasons dq me for other reasons yeah did yeah. somebody <laughs> have to dq out of ultimate top 32 um yeah i think I, I i didn't double check but i think either some someone missed it or they just they, they didn't want to compete um dang I think there was one dq but i think i think at the very least we did a pretty good job letting people know so uh that, that was good that was one of my favorite things when i was done captaining a pool just pointing it to the person who made it out of either winner side or loser side do you want to take a picture of this this is your next pool this at this time mm. at this place at uh usually like i ran i, I did pools on friday so i was kept saying it was like it's tomorrow not today it's tomorrow mm -hmm. you should you should really take a picture of this and they all they all said no except for one person shout outs everybody else <laughs> said no i got it and i go okay well at least i told yeah. you it's one of my favorite things because it's like don't be late for your next pool. <laughs> oh yeah, for mm. sure. <laughs> there's a there's there. Okay, so when when you're when you're when you're all throughout this process, if it's Saturday afternoon or Sunday morning, you can take me to one of the times where you were made aware of angry tweet, angry Reddit post, angry someone's upset, <laughs> and you know that they didn't talk to you or Ryobi. You know they didn't talk to anybody. They just went straight to the internet to complain about it. Was there one that got under your skin or did you just deflect and say, not my problem next? Um, I mean, it was definitely tough to deal with throughout the weekend. Um, I was kind of expecting people to complain. I wasn't sure what it would be about. I just, every major, I feel like someone complains and like, I would stay up at night being like, all right, what, what top player, like which top player is it going to be? Like, what are they going to say about the event? Like, do I respond? Do I not? Like it, it, it's really unfortunate because it seems like the sentiment is shared from what Contra uh, shared, I think, in, in a reply to one of my tweets or something that I saw. Um, but like just there's so much anxiety between TOs of like we, we're doing all this work and like, you know, we're not going to get everything right. Unfortunately, uh, we try our, our, our best for sure. Um, but, um, you know, we're going to we're going to mess some things up. 
and uh, unfortunately, someone's going to tweet about it, and it and it causes a lot of anxiety. And so, I knew going into it that I should stay away from Twitter, and I mostly was. Um, but every once in a while, you know, I, if I had a little bit of time, I'd do a little scrolling, or someone would say something in the venue, being like, "Oh, did you see like this person's tweet about the event?" And um, it was definitely tough. Um, I think that I talked I talked about it with a few people on the staff, just kind of being like, "Yeah, it's like a." frustrating experience um to have to deal with so i don't think it like got under my maybe maybe it got under my skin a little bit i think i think it was frustrating in a way um to kind of like see those tweets and and be like yeah like unfortunately like there's nothing we could do about the schedule at this point right like the schedule is the schedule and you know maybe we should have been more aware of it and at least at the very least now we are aware of it and we'll make that change. But, um, you know, unfortunately, just uh, seeing seeing some of those tweets definitely was um, frustrating. But also, we got some good ones. You know, I liked Aklo's uh, tweet about getting pizza. Because originally, <laughs> I was talking to him before Top 8, I think. And he's like, yeah, I didn't like the four-hour break. But I went to grab pizza with my friends. And it was, like, really fun. And like I had a good time, and I wasn't worrying about the tournament, and I could warm up. And I'm like, that's that's awesome, you know. <laughs> Somebody make good so, use of it! Hooray! Yeah, exactly. So I I, I think yeah, it was um, it, it was difficult to like see some of those tweets, but it's uh it, it's a part of the job, and you know I I think uh, I did the best I can I, I could to like prepare for it. As a Falcon main, you see all the Falcon top players complaining about certain parts of how Falcon B sometimes. It's not super fun here, and it's not super fun there. And you think to yourself, I mean, I'm not really finding an issue with this interaction or this counterpick stage or character. Am I missing something? I, for, I, don't, I don't think I often find myself seeing a fox tweet a complaint and going oh uh that's not a that's not a problem for me most of the time i say to myself i just haven't gotten to that stage yet so when you're <laughs> seeing all these tweets around burnouts for tos and i know that ryle be i mean it's already been it's already been I don't want to say covered. What's the best way to phrase this? This is not the first time Ryobeat has indicated TO burnout and stepped back from running nightclubs for that very reason. And this was sort of not the very last hurrah ever. Uh, Ryobeat's totally done with the community a la... Well, okay. Well, we'll, we'll see. Sorry. I also need to backtrack. I can't say for sure that safe state is 100% done with Melee either because I, I don't... <laughs> It's tough to know what sometimes are, are we done or are we coming back in a year or six months? But yeah, <laughs> okay. So, so Ryobi started off the tweet with a started off the tweet thing with the Twitter thing, the Twitter discourse, or either that or Laud, one of those two. And and everyone's chipping in and Jade and Contra are getting involved. And you're reading all these tweets, and I can tell based on our conversation right now. Either you're really good at hiding it, or you probably don't feel the exact same amount of burnout that some of the other TOs in the Melee space do. So just tell me wh what you think about that. What strikes your mind when you consider these things about going, looking around and going, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm chilling. Right, or are you not chilling? Maybe we can start um, there. I think, no, I think that um, I definitely kind of like experienced it um for a bit and um 
I mean, what's the best way to put this? I guess like, uh, maybe I'm not as vocal about it because I tend to not be as vocal on Twitter, I guess. Um, but like, it was definitely real leading up to this event and even like afterwards of like, wow, this is taking like a lot of time and it's causing a lot of stress uh, to the point where like, it was difficult doing some of my schoolwork um, to the point where I couldn't, I was hanging out with my friends uh, over the weekend and I would just be really upset. And they're just like, why? Like, like, like you know, <laughs> we're just hanging out. We're having a good time. And I'm like, no, but like, you don't get it. Like this player's dropping out and this is like, ah, uh, like, <laughs> so um, there's, there's definitely a lot of stress associated. And I, I would say I'm with a majority of TOs in that sense. Um, that, um, I don't experience it to as much of an extreme, um, because I'm just at like, um, I guess like, for example, Ryobi works a full-time job, right? Um, while also doing TO stuff on the side. Um, Jade and Contra are working 20 plus weekends a year, um, doing events, uh, and that's part of their, um, I guess it's like, it's somewhat full-time for them. Um, uh, but they're working so much more than like I am, I'm working on one event. Um, and so like, you know, I, I think I experienced it as much to a degree because I have more freedom being a, uh, a college student, um, being, you know, younger, um, and only working one event. Uh, but it, it's very real, uh, the, the TO burnout. Because um, even like at the event itself, I worked four days in a row that were probably 14 plus hours. Uh, like Thursday setup went from, I was there from 9 a.m. until midnight, um, walking around, moving all the setups and everything. Um, and then it was, it was like a similar trend all weekend. So the event itself is very exhausting. And um, the, the work leading up to it beforehand, you know, you have all these players DMing you questions and whatnot, and you're planning logistics and scheduling and everything. And it's it's a lot of work. Um, and if someone offered to for me to run a major in like a month or two, I would probably say no. I think I'll be back. But first of all, plan it in a month. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't know. I'm just, just throwing that out there, you know? But like, yeah. but I guess the point I'm trying to make is that I definitely need some time uh, to like not to or like think about that kind of thing because like a collision has been a lot you know um so so yeah I, I think I just need some time so do you feel right now overall proud and happy with how the event or do you not feel proud of how it went um I think I shifted back and forth a little bit. Um, at first I was like, I think I was always proud, but the sense of fulfillment kind of changed. Um, uh. cause at first I was like, I, I think I kind of mentioned earlier that like, it, was this really like that big of a deal that I made it up to be because you know, it's just another tournament. Like it's a yeah. bigger tournament, yeah. but it's a, it's another tournament. Um, and so I was, I was definitely proud of like what we accomplished in that, in that weekend and, and all the work leading up to it. Um, 
but at first I was like, eh, you know, like, eh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it feels weird that, that I'm kind of questioning, like, is there, is there more to it? Or like, could, could I have done more? Um, but I, I think if I, like, looking back at it now, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with like how things went. And I think if given another chance, um, I would do it because I think, I think we would, we would, you know, improve on, on what we've done. And I think having, I think because it was like, at least my first shot at like running a major tournament, there's going to be issues and uh, over time perfecting the event and what it could be and making it the best experience for as many people as possible um is is where the satisfying part comes in um so this is okay so what i would think of if i were in your position would be how did the how did the last part of melee bracket top eight specifically turn out to be because if it turned out to be kind of bleh i would I would have such a hard time caring about even if the rest of the weekend went really well because I'll be not known as the TO who ran the bracket that had kind of a bleh top eight. But somehow to me, I would hinge a lot of my hopes and aspirations on how well top eight actually turns out to be because those those are the moments that get remembered the longest in a tournament we were talking about royal flush was which is, which is in 2017 and yeah. we might not know who ran the bracket leading up to that point and oh i mean we could probably find out you know what i'm saying it, it, it was uh i think it was nintendude and um reno actually made a tweet responding to ryo beats thing mentioning that um they ran um part of the event let's so, go reno and let's go nintendo yeah. that's cool yeah that's cool and so what we'll remember the longest unfortunately for reno and nintendo is that the you know grand finals was so sick between mango and armada so it's almost as if for me i think of it as i do the work that it takes to produce in quotes an event produce in quotes the 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 grand finals the rest of top eight how did that turn out to be turned out to be pretty good i would be very happy with how an event went even if there are complaints and stuff i would go just watch grand finals you'll get it it was awesome or or you should yeah, check out the winner's semis match actually that was even better but it, it's tough if uh, if you have if, if for me i i that's how i would think but it's tough for you because you're already kind of getting that thing it happens across other parts of life where the big event happens and you go afterwards I was just like, don't know if everything that I put into it with my emotions paid off actually, as it turns out, because life yeah. just inexplicably moves on so many months preparing for this event. And now you're doing zero prep, zero work for it. It's all done. It's done. And now what kind of a feeling? Yeah, no, that's, it, it's really weird going from, all of the prep work and the stress and everything. And now I'm just like, I don't have to worry about CRTs. Like I, 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 I moved everything away. Like it's, you know, I, I returned just about everything that we use for the event. And, um, this is like a Hollywood you know, movie. You keep something for yourself and it fell out of the bag. I have, a, I have actually in the corner over here, I have a bunch of 
power cords and AV cables for Wii's because no. we just had a bunch extra. Um, oh. And no, it, 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 it didn't belong to anyone. Or I guess oh. like, I think it, it might've belonged to, to Big Tasty. Um, but Dang. he's just like, yeah, I'm not using them for my Wii's. Like, go take them. <laughs> I need to come um, over to your house at some point or something. I want a yeah, backup pair. Needs, Dang. Yeah, if anyone needs, then I, I, I have quite a few. <laughs> Anchor, are you going to short hops? This is a bad time to really oh. figure this out. Oh, geez. Um, I really want to uh, because Gene Dole is, is amazing and someone who helped out with the event in quite a few ways. Um, ran pools, provided setups, uh, DMCA to all the Twitch VODs thanks to the Creed 2 Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody on Reddit's super angry. Where'd the VODs go? Gene Dolla. No, we have them. Don't worry. We're, yeah, we're I, uploading on YouTube. And, I know, you know, but like, I didn't understand either at first. I was thinking, that is interesting. Where did they go? I'm thinking to myself, what's the logistical reason? Because I'm not behind the scenes purely. I'm kind of in that in-between zone. So I'm thinking, oh, there's got to be a good reason for this. And without having watched big parts, big chunks of the bracket stream how would i know because if i had seen the the creed trailer i would have gone that's it right there yeah, that's it's, it's it the right story. there you know, it's like mm, hold on <laughs> so yeah uh that's unfortunate but yeah. gene dalla is uh the homie but you're back in school by that time for short hops and life be busy yeah i, I will try my best i really do want to attend stuff um i plan on attending a couple of events um in like in the future because it's been so long since i've like competed and like i'm not sure if i have like the fire in me right now to to kind of compete um i went to stage select which is the the local in new jersey um on tuesday and i was like yeah hey, you know like it's still fun but like i don't know if i want to like get better and spend all my time like playing so like you know events are always fun I, i'm always down to go to those and you know definitely a couple majors in the summer might have some more time but um yeah i, I, I don't know I'll, I'll try my best to kind of travel around see the homies creed 2 is going to be tough for me because it's the weekend before battle bc5 which i think i'm very much going to battle of bc5 oh, so nice. so okay. that's um that's that's a tough swing because one is in, i just like I, I i couldn't go to okay i couldn't go to no john's 2 because it was the weekend before big house and i didn't want to get sick for big house it was supposed to be <laughs> you know on the stream and i felt important and everything and of course it was my big first it was my first big house so i'm going well i don't really want to miss that and i really yeah, want to go to no john's sure. too but there's a no john's three in july so i have that to look forward to but i'm sad because even though i'm going to short hops i feel bad because i bad because i missed creed last year and b bats won that would have been so cool to see in person especially mm -hmm. six owing to saint just out of nowhere that was so surprising and then possibly most likely missing out on creed two it just it breaks the heart but i will be at short hops at the very least it's going to be hopefully super fun hopefully getting a carpool together because that's that's important here as well definitely trying to be carpool person for my region because yes. if i'm driving i need to have my car full of something either full of my 30 some odd tv i i've got a crt it's a big 
big CRT. It's like 80 pounds or something. It's so big. It's delightful. It's super popular at the at the events here in this area, <laughs> 717. So I kind of like, I should just bring it to all these events and be like, yo, Gene, do you want this for the stream setup? Because it's kind of yeah. goaded. <laughs> And then Gene will say no, and I don't want you to bring it inside either. I don't know. I'll, I, <laughs> if I can't bring a carpool, I'm at least bringing the thing that weighs almost as much as a human being. Yes. No, for sure. I think the best your event, uh, be it local, regional, major, um, get your friends to go, you know, uh, set up, volunteer, you know, just go wherever you can. It's like a... I mean, a, a lot of the conversation recently has been about scaling back majors, um, you know, because there's not a lot of money involved with uh, with majors. Um, and so, you know, like scaling it back, having like the regional events and just like being more supporting of like the local community and just helping each other out uh, is thing for sure. Yep, my my the, that's almost entirely what the closet is used for. Thankfully, there's room for other things, but for the CRT, I'm willing to sacrifice a closet, the the big one anyway, I should say. All right, so we're getting in the direction of closing up, but I have a few more questions. I think I'm mostly thinking about we've we've been able to talk about collision and and the leading up to that and now we've been kind of talking about going into the rest of the year although i do want to hear a little bit more about the personal-ish kind of side of things for you you're going through school we've said this a couple of times but how much more of that do you have to go i imagine it's not like around the corner that you're graduating just based off of the off of a guess but you're you you're doing that and then you're going to eventually start adulting more You'll be, you won't be on a college campus anymore. You'll be on the grind like most people are. So I'm curious to hear just when you're looking at the next five years of your life, what you see yourself doing. Oh boy. Oh no. Not the next five years. Jeez. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, uh, I think, so I'm uh, in college um, studying computer science. So planning on graduating within um two years or so um so may maybe getting a master's so like three ish um so i'll be doing uh, just like i don't know it's, it, it allows for more flexibility in space with the tournament organizing and the competing um in some ways it's like not uh, i don't know I think that you have cut out most of your response. I've gotten a little bit of computer science. Oh, I've no. got, I've gotten a little bit of just app. E app ooh, ah. So can you hear uh -oh. me? Yes, I can hear you. Hello. Can you hear me? You seem to be coming through a little bit better now. I think, I don't want to blame uh, your internet, but I will because I have this little green indicator of how mine is doing, and it's been green. So I'm okay. No, I I would probably say it's mine. I'm on my I'm on my laptop, so it's, it's a, a little. I I used to try and do this on a laptop as well, just a stock laptop straight out of the box. You know, it struggled mightily. It could <laughs> hardly keep up, and it's just a, it's just cameras and Discord like. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I feel like computers took 
takes a step backwards for as much as they talk about advancing the technology and like also like this laptop was made in 2021 why is it struggling to do this anyway <laughs> so i i understand um no but um I, I was saying that i'm like a what's it software and computer science right now so i have like two years or so um maybe longer if i want to get like a master's um because i think tournament organizing full-time is probably not the career path for me it's very tough in in the esports industry in general with how it's going um but i think that um geez what i'm doing in the next five years i mean i'm i want to keep doing like what i'm doing right now in terms of like running events um i i think that there's some plans in the works that i'm very excited for um that uh maybe probably can't share but um hey it's all good to say the least it's all good hey i don't need i don't need scoops to survive i'm just happy to have you here you're fine (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of uh, nfl free agency stuff happening at the moment which uh the people like their lives just literally depend on it and i just go that seems like a lot of pressure that's gonna be a no for me i'll just happily read the tweets and keep it moving so you're you're still wanting to do this and then having the 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 life career stuff but i mean you're you're going into a job industry that seems to be fairly robust not as if it's super duper easy to get in or anything but based on your aptitude i kind of i've kind of struck by your ability to kind of just pull offers once you get to that point of working in your field when you're close enough to graduate so that's what i'm nervous about anchor what if you're just like whisked away to somewhere that's not tri-state or if you're going you know i actually want to do this kind of career in places like the midwest or down in texas or up in washington state like near seattle or in seattle i mean what are you just kind of seeing yourself staying close to home or do you kind of get swept by away by the idea of i could do this a lot of different places especially if you get an uh, offer from one of those places that's that's what i'm asking yeah no that's a that's a great question because um i i think about it a little bit i i hold new jersey as much as people make fun of it i hold it near and dear to my heart because i've grown up here my whole life um i think that it would be hard to pull me out of like the general northeast of the united states um but like you know if i you know if the right offer comes along you know maybe maybe i do end up going somewhere um overpay this anchor sorry go ahead (laughs) no yeah if if the money's right then uh (laughs) damn i don't know maybe i'll move uh pretty far but um no i think um i i really like being um being in tri-state um being in new jersey particularly um and if i could help it i'd like to stay in like the general area of uh of tri-state um you know whether I mean, just uh, for for in general, I, I like living here, but also like the job offers and like the tech industry are pretty good. And also, um, yeah, I mean, having people in in the Smash community who also live here that I get to see at locals and stuff, it, it's it's very nice. 
I hope that you do stick around, but the good news is that you're going to, through school just for like, you know, just casually two years. I, I just, I still, as an adult with children, I, I can't contemplate planning that far ahead. I am such a bad planner in that regard. My One of the things about my lovely wife, Jen, taking on this new job and I'm the stay-at-home dad is that I'm supposed to think more about what I want to do long-term. And I'm in, in three years, I will be 30-plus years old because I'm 27 at the moment. And I'm going, I just don't... Uh care uh, this is tough it's, it sounds really difficult <laughs> i don't i i cannot imagine i don't i don't i don't i just am not motivated by the whole like where do you see yourself in a certain amount of time i i kind of care about growing myself for interacting with people close to me and and raising my children to be as ambitious as they want as kind as they want um or as loving as they want to be, hopefully a lot in all three areas. But especially being stay-at-home dad mode, I, I'm really happy just to hang out with my kids and we learn stuff along the way, all of us. It's not just them learning, learning math. Sometimes I'm relearning certain... Like, I've had to do some math, like, more recently because of the whole shopping thing, comparing rates, people be measuring by the ounce, but then the next store will measure it by the pounds. And I have to get out my iPhone so much to calculate this stuff. <laughs> so that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying with learning. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm learning as well, but I, 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 for somebody who you're, you're in that position is very enviable and also so, so not enviable. I I'm so glad to not be in your shoes anymore where you have this this path that you're on that you can see far enough ahead to go i'm still good with this while also having the freedom to say nah we can also just pivot if we want to maybe i'm not feeling out the major i have to, i just have to do more work and be in school for a little bit longer to do something else that actually sparks my passion but the fact that you're still mentioning melee that's cool to hear but even if it wasn't melee i mean i i get excited for people like ryobit who wants to get more into teaching i assume have friends and be able to make plans and do things that are not related to smash at all that's super cool too i just know i just know that we'll we'll miss having ryobit around more frequently or if it's i don't want to say that having unsure kind of walk away from TOing is automatically a bad thing because T uh, unsure specifically found people to kind of bring up and make sure that they were going to take over once he stepped down. So it's cool that most of the time that seems to happen that there's this, there's this uh, funnel process, but when, when you think about, when you, when you think about life, you're doing it better than me. So I know that you weren't excited about answering the question, but, yeah, I think you're already doing it better than me. So you should, uh, you should at least take that away. You, you seem to have, <laughs> you have a lot of, you have a lot of good things. You have a lot of good things going for you. We've been able to talk a lot about melee stuff and hearing a little bit of the personal stuff always helps me just get to know somebody even better. Although it is funny because when you talk with somebody for an hour or so specifically about smash, you do get a pretty good idea of what kind of person they are anyway. But talking to TOs is always a privilege because 
they're the people who make these events possible. Top players attending and playing Amazing Melee is awesome. It is what we unfortunately or fortunately remember for the years and decades that follow since we are a decades old esport now. Well, grassroots effort is probably the better way to phrase it. But the TOs are the people who are responsible for making it happen. So to you, to Ryobi, to all TOs in chat and otherwise through throughout the podcasting realm who listen or watch, thank you all. Thank you, Anchor, for running Collision. It's not lost on me that it's it, it is so not possible to do this stuff without somebody sacrificing many many hours and 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 what's the word oh yes bandwidth emotional bandwidth and otherwise in order to make it happen for very little in return you did it mostly mostly for the return of okay <laughs> that was yeah. a, that was a big <laughs> tournament i think that's one yeah. of the that's one of the main feelings you're walking away with but dang it you, you did more than that. You you did run a super awesome big event. So hear it from me at thank the very you. least. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. No, I mean, as long as I can give that experience to others, you know, because hearing at the end of the, the event, like people, um, you know, just like saying that it was a really good event and they had a good time like that, that helps a lot. That goes, that goes a long way. Like, um, so it's a, to thank your tos and you know just make sure that you know how uh how much you appreciate them um because like i know for me it's really difficult to run like locals for example that happen every week or every other week um and unfortunately one is possibly shutting down in a couple of weeks because the venue's closing um in new jersey stage select but no. i really appreciate no i don't i don't i don't want to go back to the dark ages where there's like no new jersey local but um you know, Bambi and Keystone Light have been uh, holding that tournament down for, I think, over two years at this point. And um, really, like, a, you know, like a, a spotlight on the New Jersey Lake community. So um, I really appreciate their work, you know, and, and you know, just make sure to tell you is that. Absolutely. You cut out somewhat, but I think we got the the big parts. You could just say it one more time, though, just in case. Okay, I I, I just I make sure to thank your tos. You know, um, whether it's my local tos running stages like Bambi and Keystone Light, um, people running your college local, uh, people hosting the Smash Fest. You know, just make sure that you know they're they're appreciated and that um, you you. Uh, you're you're making clear to them, I guess, just how much you you appreciate their work and how much you love this game because I love this game. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter how many top player tweets um, are flaming, you know, whatever schedule we have for the event um, or, or anything like that. Like it's it's about melee, and I think we all love melee, and that's something really special. So now i'm just seeing you like pulling up your phone just shaking your head but then you mutter under your breath melee is sick melee is sick melee is sick, melee is sick. <laughs> please tell the people uh any final things that uh final thoughts and then where they can find you so that they can follow along their journey and continue to see just how cool new jersey and tri-state melee is Jeez, any final thoughts? I would say you mentioned earlier, you know, this is Ryo Beats' little last hurrah. 
um right because they're they're going away they made it but very teasing clear. They're but very teasing some other things okay you know. oh oh no i would never allude to a possible event that they're totally not working on mm-hmm. uh, uh-huh um you know we may have some things planned um is is all in the know about that um you could follow me at anchor nj on uh on twitter you could follow at ryobeat on twitter shout outs to them they did an amazing job it was super fun working with them i don't think i got the chance to really i think i think nico and i really balance each other out like really well in terms of our to styles and what we're good at it was great working with them um geez who else um follow at njssbm on twitter i think that's the ad um i'll figure that out while you keep going yeah no new, new jersey melee is sick and um we oh, have, yep there we it have is lore. uh i can't believe we tri- i get hundreds of people to traveling to parsippany new jersey for a smash tournament um <laughs> because i i don't know why you really want to jersey um uh, but people did and honestly i think that's the biggest hurdle um in terms of advertising the event. <laughs> um but yeah follow follow at njssbn and i don't know support your locals uh go to your locals um just kind of help out volunteer at tournaments i know um what's it in the past when i've gone to a couple of majors i didn't volunteer because i'm like ah, i don't want to volunteer i just want to like play and like have a good time volunteer it you know you don't have to do it for that long it could be one pool that's like two hours long but it helps out so much and like the like you're helping out the community you're helping run the event and also like you get stuff in return normally um i know like for collision we gave um people who volunteered like food vouchers uh, yep. so they got free food yeah um they got some of their entry refunded for the event like Go help out. We're trying trying to help the community out, and in doing in volunteering, you are also helping the community out, and it's very much appreciated. On TOs and players as well. So, I'm not gonna be on like the shortest list ever because a lot of people have been able to work with Jade and Contra, but because I ran pool, I ran two pools, and I also did two blocks of like um check-in i wasn't at a desk i just herded the crowds to the right place for four hours in the morning but then in four hours I, you know like because there are two hour pools so i did two pools in the afternoon on friday of genesis 9 i got to work with jade and kadra it's so cool That's... working with them is amazing They're exactly awesome. Exactly. So, and, and all the other, all the other people who I'm conveniently forgetting the tags of just <laughs> off the top of my head, that is really unfortunate, but you know, big shouts out to everybody who volunteers because yes, to your point, food vouchers, top eight seating was uh, something that mm-hmm. seating, sorry, seating, not we, Hey, Hey, you, you don't get to seed the top eight seeds of an event by volunteering. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking about being able to sit really close to the stage, like front row at Genesis nine for me and for me, Firepuff 12 and, and share spurt for, you know, putting in the time, but then, Yes, at Battle BC5, I'm hoping to volunteer as well because uh, you just kind of discover, oh, wait, this is another way to make new friends and to continue to 
fall in love with the game and the community because you know there's there's just people that i got to meet running pools and and see up close and go okay that's cool i'm as tall as you yes (laughs) (laughs) not not feeling like everyone is as tall as jjm in my brain you know it it is it is a little disconcerting (laughs) (laughs) it is a little disconcerting when you when you when you meet someone for the first time and you go don't say they're short (laughs) but that you know you might by running a pool you might just run into a fiction or a manga well maybe not manga if you're running anything before uh september but if you're if you're gonna be i'm sorry for the mango slides and hate manga's doing (laughs) manga has done and put in the time but dang it if it doesn't break my heart a little bit for you know the burnout to be real for top player stuff as well Uh, it's fine it's fine Mago will come back. He already said millions of times he'll come back and and then retire at the age of 35. And not really retire at the age of 35. What he'll end up doing is playing uh, side characters at one or two tournaments a year. Maybe we'll get to see a a Mango Martha or a Mango Sheik, which um, is not good. So that would be hilarious at the age of 40 or whatever for Genesis, (laughs) whatever it will be by then. Oh, 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 one last question. You know... Are you in favor of this whole Collision 2023 or Big House 11, all these number stuff? Because I feel like like we should make a move to have tournament series have titles in the same way that Star Wars is like Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Because I I guess I actually have to run my own tournament series if I really want to do it myself. But since I'm talking to you and we're finishing up, what do you think about that? Um, I think titles are cool. I think they're difficult. Um, I've, I've always had a tough time naming my events. Mm. Um, but that, um, I don't know. I think any style can work. I think Genesis doing numbers and Big House doing numbers. Um, like, you know, you have like Genesis 9, right? Big House 10. Um, they make it work. I don't know. Because even though you're on like the 12th iteration or whatever, Right, like it, it, it still kind of works with like the vibe they're going for, and I think the same goes for Collision because Collision used to do like the Roman numerals, you know, so it was like Collision like sixteen or something within Roman numerals, and then they switched to the year. Oh, I think like Shine, Pound used to do, yeah. Yeah, like Pound used to do, and now it's like Pound twenty twenty two. Right. Um, that kind of thing. I don't know. I think, uh, I think you can make any of those styles work. Um. I think I think titles are cool. I they're just difficult. Because you have to keep yeah. na- coming up with new names. Yeah, and that's tough. <laughs> I'm really bad at it. So I only want to name one tournament, you know? Like <laughs> <laughs> All right, stage select and that's we to 200 something. Yeah, big shouts out to Bambi and Keystone Light. Okay. Well, once again Anchor, thank you so much for joining me. Yes, at Anchor NJ at and JSSBM for all New Jersey things and keep an eye out for more things to come and don't worry I know that there's been teasing of other stuff because Ryobeat is the source okay just Ryobeat drops a lot of tweets and so (laughs) if you want to go out there you can find you can find this not the not the sauce how how, how to phrase you can find what you're looking for for teasing stuff if you just go and look hard enough all right it's true all right so follow at ryobeat as well and to everyone listening to the podcast you probably know where you're gonna go just go down to the description below for all links including 
at NJSSBM, at Anchor NJ, and then all of my stuff as well. So be around for the next time an episode of the podcast drops. It could be it could be you being on the podcast because you reach out to me and ask to be on, or because or because I'm asking these cool people to be on and you go, wow, that's so cool. Jesse got that person. Or, wow, I've never heard of this person. Usually it's more of that. I've never heard of this person before, but I want to learn a new part of Melee. And that's that's always the exciting thing. Hopefully people just go, oh, so that's how these things come together. And that's who's in this region. And, oh, they play against fiction all the time, you know? Like, everyone should know who SF is because of how cool SF is. But if, but if, if what you have to hear is SF plays against fiction almost every local and gets trounced, sure okay we have your attention but now you're gonna find out how cool sf is (laughs) thank you all so much for tuning in we'll see you next time uh stick around anchor we got to do the outro but then we'll do the thumbnail right after that sounds good